Welcome to the Yes You May podcast. I'm your host, Amanda May Gray. I'm so excited you're here today. Together on this podcast, we hashtag live, learn, grow by talking all things self-confidence, motivation, and ways to live into your dreams so that you can have a life you love. Let's dive right in. Hello, and welcome to the Yes You May live stream podcast with me, Amanda May Gray. Today, I have a very special guest, Miss Michelle Hanshi, on to talk all things business and resilience because she has been a business owner multiple times over and somebody that I really look up to in terms of learning all that jazz. So, without further ado, Welcome, Miss Michelle. How are you today? I am doing very well. How are you, Amanda? It's so good I'm to be good. here. I'm good. I appreciate you coming on and saying hi to the peoples. Oh, my honor. Thank you. You're very welcome. So I just mentioned it. You own multiple businesses. Uh, I want to know right off the bat, how do you get your next business idea when you're in the middle of something else? Or do you typically close it out and then take some time off and work into something new? Well, the multiple businesses are now ongoing. I've got four different companies that I run. Uh, I can't really say that I run because I've got a group <laughs> that actually does the day-to-day -day running of it. But I think opportunities come your way and you just have to be aware mm. of what's available out there. And make sure that it fits in real tight with your personal mission, with your vision and what you want to create within your life. Mm, I love that. Creating in your life is important because you can start a business, but if it's not the lifestyle you want, you're not going to be happy. And that's important. You have had businesses for years. Tell me how you ended up starting your first business and how you took that leap from employee because I, I believe, if I did my research correctly, you were a news anchor yes. and then went into business ownership from news anchors. So tell me a little bit about that story and process. <laughs> well, Amanda, I switched my heart, my microphone for a hard hat. And it started with my husband and I, a newly newlyweds looking for a house, and we found the house we liked. Hmm. Sheetrock wasn't on the walls and we met with a builder because we were thinking, oh, can we tweak this here? Can we do something different over there? And he walks in and he must be 300 pounds with his dirty jeans and boots and his suspenders and his white t-shirt that shows his little bit of his belly button. And I'm asking, I'm all excited. You know, I'm, this is our first house house. Right. And, and he goes, well, Mr. Hancy, he spit on what was to be my floor. No. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And when you're young, you have great hubris. And as we got in the car, I looked at my husband and I said, darling, if Bubba can build a house, I can build a house. <laughs> That's how it started. <laughs> Oh my God, that is such a good story in of uh, itself. So that was that was worth it by itself. Oh, poor Bubba. So you went from, did you, 
I mean, were you employed at that time? Did you quit everything and say, I'm going to figure this out? How did that happen? Well, no, you know, I started taking courses in construction. I went to, you know, the school down the street that talked about, you know, wiring and plumbing. And I soon found out I didn't need to know all that as a project manager, <laughs> right? As a builder. And I built our house. Amazing. I loved it. And that's when that first company, Homes by Michelle, where I built close to $30 million worth of homes in Metro Atlanta, was in the Street wow. of Dreams, was in um, Southern Living, Southern Accent, what, had an eight-page spread in the Atlanta Journal. I mean, I loved it. I just loved it. And so that that is um, that was the first business right there. Wow. Wow. And very successful nonetheless. Yes, it was. That's until, so cool. You want to hear uh -oh. the until? Uh -oh. yeah, of course I want to hear it. I mean, you can't leave that on the shelf for me to. <laughs> yes, until, what's the until? Uh, 19, the fall of 1987 and the economy dropped like a rock. Mm. It was unexpected. They said it was just a computer glitch. I was still building away. And the economy just did not come back for the builders. And as a result, that was a, uh, 88 was the year was a very bad year for oh, me personally. I think it's a good year. <laughs> I lost my house. Oh, I oh. lost my car. I lost my business, which had become part of my identity. Yeah, My absolutely. identity is no longer wrapped up in any business I have, but I lost my identity I lost a child. Oh, I had a miscarriage. I lost my stepfather, whom I adored at a very, he's very young, 66. Wow. Amanda, I even up and lost my dog. Oh, my dog. Got your doggy too. Yeah. And so I could write my country song. <laughs> but I laugh now, but it was. It was a long time coming. It was so hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, 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 you know, depression, you know, just having a tough time coming back from that. And that's why when you said resilience, you know, how did you come back? How was your resilience? And I can say, mm, not very good. But. It ended up, I mean, uh, one of the best things to happen to me mm. because out of that, I learned so much, right? How to be positive, how to be resilient. You know, we've had other ups and downs. If you're going to be an entrepreneur, expect it. Right. I didn't think it would happen to me, but it does. We never do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know, am I smarter than somebody else? Right. Oh. <laughs> Things happen in our life. Yeah. And I know people who've gone through a lot more and come back a lot stronger. But for me, it was a journey and and having to learn um, emotional intelligence, mm -hmm. learn about myself, really go in deep. Uh, I'm grateful it happened when I was in my, you know, mid to late 30s. So when I did learn resilience, I was ready to rock and roll. That's awesome. Yeah. So, you know, people think, oh, they look down, they go, oh, you know, it looks so easy. And I'm like, oh, it's not. 
<laughs> oh, that's that's fantastic. It's not. <laughs> that's perfect. Um, what what do you think was your key to getting over everything? Well, I wish it had been a mentor. You know, I think it's very important. If you're going to go where you've never been before, it's vital to have somebody who's already been there and done that. I don't think there was any one particular thing. It was exploring this area and exploring that. Now we have Google. We have so many tools. Uh, back then, there was, you have to go to the library to look up anything. And you would hope that you would get in with a group of people or counseling, just someplace to help you go along that path. I knew I wanted to be a business owner. I loved it. And so it just took a while. It took, it took a while to go through that self-exploration and, you know, just come out the other end. Amanda, I wish I could have one sage word of wisdom but learning the skill, and it is a skill, of resilience can make a huge difference in your life. It is a skill. Learn that skill. How? How do you learn, learn that, that skill? skill? Well, you... to start with, you read about it. Mm. It's, you know, they talk about mindset. You're going to have a setback and you're like, oh, I know where to go. I know what to do. I know who to talk to. So when you do have that setback, you know where the tools are. You can practice those tools. You can practice that mindset. You can work with a mentor. There's so much good information and good people out there that are willing to help you bridge over from something traumatic that's happened in your life to being yourself, being your own dramatic self. <laughs> <laughs> your own dramatic self. Yeah, dramatic self. I like that. You said, you know, it's finding other people. And I think that's a key is having other people in your court to be able to talk to that are experienced, like you mentioned, a mentor and figuring out who you should take your advice from and who not to. Have you ever had an instance where you were getting conflicting advice or ideas from people? And how did you overcome something like that? I've gotten it in business, conflicting ideas. But then I go back to the basic and it is never be in a business, never invest in something that you're not familiar with. Mm. You know, follow your passion, follow your heart. And watch people. If you want a mentor, be an observer before you be an asker. Spend some time with them. See what kind of person are. Are they a generous person with their information, with their time? Uh, are they in your court? Do they care about you? Are they on the sidelines cheering you on? And they're there for you when things don't go so well to pick you up? and maybe help point you to some of those directions that you might need, some of those resources that are so readily available. Yes, there are a lot of resources, but you got to know where to find them. That's 
<laughs> that is well, the key. That is, you know, a mentor, you know, I kid around as an entrepreneur. I said, you know, entrepreneurs have a smile on their face and arrows in their back because, <laughs> because it can be tough. Yeah. It can be really tough. Starting a business, if you're not have the resilience and the go-getter and the passion, um, you'll flame out early. You really will. You'll yep. flame out early because the obstacles that you need to overcome, the many different hats you're having to wear when you're starting something, getting investors involved, listening to them whine. <laughs> you know, there's just, there's just a lot, just a lot right. to it. And you've got to have your inner self to where you've got that foundation. Mm. Otherwise you'll be like me here. I've been building, been an owner, uh, was successful, but I didn't have a strong foundation. So when that building crumbled with the economy, right. That business crumbled with the economy. I didn't have a place to, to land. I was sliding. So if you've got a good place, a good foundation to land on, then you can rebuild. Right. And I've experienced that. So I've had other companies that have done extremely well. And then something crazy happens like 2008 for a lot of people. Yep. Right. That was a big one. Uh, so I had, when that, when that particular building worked hard to build, we could see it crumbling. I had that foundation. And so once you get that, you can start any business, you can gain investors, you can do what you need to do. But if you don't have that in you, that foundation of resilience, it's, you're going to just be like a sinkhole, right? Everything will fold in. <laughs> just <Yeah>. over. <laughs> you said something at the beginning, and I talk a lot about self-confidence and being able to believe in yourself and telling Yes, you may. All right. That's the whole title. How you saw somebody else doing something and figured, if you can do it, I can do it. Is that where you find your inspiration? Is that where you find your own confidence is seeing other people do things? Or do you think there's something else that gives you that confidence, that permission to be able to go out there and tackle a brand new project or a brand new business? Well, luckily, when I did the first one, um, I I didn't know what I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't know what I didn't know and just went ahead anyway. Right. <laughs> you know, I figured it out as I went along. And sometimes that's what you have to do. You have to just kind of figure it out as you go along. If you make a misstep, oh, yeah, that's great. I'm going to applaud you because you won't make that again. Right. I kid my, I kid around with my kids. I mean, I said, okay, I'm going to tell you where all the ruts are and pitfalls and places that you don't want to dip in as you go through this road to be successful. So go and don't make those that I've made. Make your own. Right. <laughs> Learn from them, but make your own. Make your own. Make yep. your own mistakes. Yeah. That's where a mentor can be so helpful in that they've already been there. They can point those out. Don't worry. You're, you're going to make some anyway. Right. But at least you can avoid a few along the way. 
Do you think you mentioned mentors? I have a belief on this, which I could share afterwards, but do you think you have to know every person you call a mentor? Or do you think that it's possible to consider somebody a mentor, but not necessarily have a one-on-one -on -one connection with them? Oh yeah. I'm, I am looking at success university. I think we've talked about this before and Lewis Howell is, has brings so much information and so many good guests in about different aspects of life. I consider that mentorship though. I don't know him personally. Right. That's a type of mentor. He's younger than I am, much younger, <laughs> but the information is fantastic. So yes, you can have mentors from afar, but it's always, always good to have a mentor that really believes in you, whether it's a parent or a loved one or somebody else outside of your family that really believes in you, encourages you, I think that's so important. And, and that's what I lacked. Yeah. And now I have it in my life. And where I get a lot of that is from mentoring others, watching them succeed. So you'll reach, you'll start getting in your 60s and you'll say, you know, I've gotten so much. How can I give back? How fast can I give back? Who is wanting of some of this that has been given so much to me that I can give it away. And I think a lot of us reach that age and stage in life where I just want to give it away. I want somebody else to have it. I like that. I like that a lot. I think that's one thing people misunderstand about mentors is like you, A, they don't have to be a one-on-one -on -one connection and B, there's different types of mentors in your life. It's not just the people who have done it before you. It's those supporters who are always there for you, always have your back. And you don't always have to have a mentor who has done the exact same thing. Maybe you can pull from different places with different ideas because I think anytime you work with other people, you're always going to get a better end result because you can't think of everything yourself. So well, think of it, think of it, Amanda, like friends. You yeah. have some friends, hey, you're there fun to party with. But, <laughs> but she says take, yeah, you don't want to take them other places. You know, you have friends that that will just sit and listen, but they would and nor would they want to be the ones that right, you know party or you got restaurant friends, you've got all kinds of different friends. Why not have all different kinds of mentors? And I think mentors can evolve, but I think that's the, the part of that foundation you're talking about is having that support system to be resilient. I think you also have to have that support system built in or continually be open to finding new opportunities to have more support systems with like-minded people. Um, how do you think how do you think you can benefit teaching other people being a mentor to other people in your own life do you think it's just a give back or do you think it's an enrichment as well that helps your own resiliency and helps your own self-confidence and leadership abilities i think it's important when you are a mentor you do get you do get back and the get back is watching them for me it's watching them succeed. It, for me, it makes 
it's a check on me to make sure, are you being positive? Are you giving them your very best? And so they push you at the same time you're pushing them Mm. to be more, better, greater version of themselves. They're expecting you to be that more, greater version of yourself. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You can push one another even when it's in a learning situation. Right. Yeah. Right. That's, That's so awesome. So you are on... What what number business are you on at this point? Well, I've got four ongoing right now. Wow. Wow. Four, four of them at different phases and stages. I'm really excited because we are meeting with a four-star general in Tampa this weekend to talk about oh. our, our energy project that we've got going. Um, our bioenergetics is doing fantastic. And, you know, it took us 15 years to find the right way to market it. And that was business to business. Let those who know how to market the best market what we're doing and us stick to the research and development. Then I've got my little side business of Hanchi.com where I give speeches and and talk to people and and do writing. So then I've got another one that is a project I can't talk about, but it's over, yeah, it's over. Michelle, this is also a podcast. You got to tell people what that means. <laughs> okay, she, so this, she this said one. closed lips, ladies and gentlemen. If you're just listening to this, <laughs> it was a good visual, except if you didn't have visuals. <laughs> oh yeah, oops. <laughs> it is okay. Um, I like it nonetheless. Th- this particular one, though, I can give you a glimpse of it. It mm-hmm. is Hello. being able to use a psychedelic treatment for things like PTSD oh, and yeah. anxiety. Um, and we're working it out. If we can work it out without the use of drugs or chemicals, it's wow, not that- electronic. It's, it's just a very interesting project. So that's yeah. the other, other company. That's very cool. But you said something that intrigued me. You said it's been taking 15 years to figure out this one business. And if that's not resiliency, I don't know what is. So how did you get through that 15 years? Were you selling? Were you still kind of making little things here and there? What do you think it took to keep pushing forward, even when you wanted to throw in the towel? Uh, What we're doing with bioenergetics is so important that for us, it's a calling. Mm. it's it's not just a way to make money in fact i can remember my husband saying because he's an applied physicist he does we call him the brains and i'm the brawn (laughs) (laughs) he is so smart (laughs) that's awesome so smart and and you know he was like you know we could do something else where we'd make a lot more money than what we're doing now and i looked at him and i said are you kidding me you know, this is our legacy. Yeah. And so, you know, the good thing about having us being partners in this business is when one's a little down, the other one can pick them up. Oh, nice. And so that partnership has worked out in that respect very well. I love that. The partnership. You want a challenge? Work with your spouse. (laughs) Married the right person. Isn't that some of the advice people give, right? (laughs) 
<laughs> have a supportive. I think that speaks to communication, though. Being able to communicate with one another is probably a huge factor in not only being able to have a business, but having a healthy, long lasting relationship. What do you think that says? What do you think? That's not really my question. What, my, what is my question? Advice. For any partnership, whether it's marriage or a business partner, what is the foundation and how do you work through things when there's a disagreement? First of all, there's going to be trust. And trust that the person has your best interest at heart and you mm -hmm. have that person's best interest at heart because things will happen and disagreements will happen. Sometimes it's good just to break away and get that amygdala calm down because when your amygdala hits and you're angry and you're upset, uh, you can't, you, you're stupid. You go stupid. That's what we say. Okay. I'm stupid because you do lose up to 50% of your cognitive ability. Oh, but the way you said it, <laughs> you're stupid. It's just like, it's true. I actually, I'm actually a big proponent. Like, when I really get heated, I like, I'm like, I just, I need to take a step away. It's not that. And I think people need to know that that's okay. As long as you frame it correctly and you explain yeah. it to the person you're talking to before, after, maybe not during, but like, it's okay to take that step away and calm down, clear your head. Maybe that's a walk outside. Maybe that's just I don't know, going to the other room and doing anything else, but it's important when you get heated or upset to give yourself that permission to have the space. Oh yeah. I used to, um, my teenagers will, you can have a lot of practice with them. I get so yes, I mad. Know. I get so mad at them. They'd see me go like this Time out. I need, I need a timeout. I even knew that they needed one, but I needed one because right. I could feel the heat. You know, and, and you get those eye rolls and you just want to <laughs> go right for the jugular. <laughs> oh, the infamous teenage eye roll. Oh, yeah. They will try a man's soul. Mm -hmm. Yes, <laughs> they will. too. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, I want to be respectful of your time. So I just have a couple more things. One thing that I really admire you for and noticed right away was that your businesses and your you know career life your legacy spans from different things you were you know the news anchor then you jumped into home building now we're talking about um this uh, uh, bio what is it energetics bioenergetics bio bio i got biology this. and energy just think All of it one. that way i love that how how have you how have you felt confident going from one industry to the next and making those changes. And that, you know, I feel like that could relate to somebody who is in a corporate job and then wants to jump out on their own thing. How do you have that confidence to go, okay, I can take the lessons I learned here and then apply them somewhere else? Because I think a lot of people don't know how to connect those dots. You're absolutely right. If you have built a foundation of knowledge, if you're a leader you can lead anywhere. Now, of course, you've got to know your field. You've got to know your people. You know, leadership is about relationships. But even if you know that fact, 
that leadership is about relationships. That can take you from group to group. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people in business right now, they have teams. And so they'll be put in charge of a team. If they can lead that team of people, they can absolutely start leading their own business. And you learn as you go. Now, you know, I have an affinity for the nonprofit Toastmasters International. And I think that's a good grooming ground to build your leadership. You can mess up. <laughs> oh, you can mess up. And, and they're like, oh, that's okay. Here, try this. Right. And it's a great place to learn leadership. Go to nonprofits. Mess up in the nonprofit so you don't mess up in your business life. There's a lot of different avenues to give you that foundation of leadership wherever you go. As I said, my husband is, you know, he's just an applied physicist, just so smart. Right. And yet he's not having to worry about the business in because I have the experience. Mm -hmm. I know I made all my mistakes. <laughs> Who knows? I'll probably make some more, but at least I've had that learning ground and that foundation and I can I take that. it anywhere. And that's how you get the confidence. I can take it anywhere. Right. Understanding what you're good at and moving that and applying it to other things. Fantastic. You mentioned Toastmasters, which of course I'm a fan of just a little bit, just a lot of it. <laughs> uh, but there are also other organizations out there where you can go and get experience doing things that maybe you didn't learn in college or it's not really a thing. How important do you think it is to seek out outside of your industry specific or your company specific or, you know, your, your, your general um, viewpoint and friendships and whatnot? How important do you think it is to get different people in your worldview to learn from in like an organization like Toastmasters? Uh, that's one of the advantages that I liked about it. I meet people from all over the world in this organization. And you know, I'm also a Rotarian and mm -hmm. meet other high level business people through that organization. You, I would suggest that you get involved in a nonprofit like Toastmasters or Rotary or one of the other organizations you're, you're going to have, especially if you're young, you're going to have older people who've been there, done that, and you can learn from them. Uh, and it's not going to cost you an arm and leg like going to school. Right. Um, you can get some of that at school. You can get it online. You can take courses. You can read to your heart's content. But I'll tell you one thing about leadership. You can learn it all. But if you don't practice it, it's not going to do you any good. It's like learning everything like, there is about playing the piano and never hitting a key. Right. Now, or a language. Or a language. Right. Brilliant. It's so true. It's so true. You got to, there is something to be said about that experience factor. And I don't care what your degree is or how many books you've read. Like you said, you have to then learn how to apply it because that also then teaches you those communication skills in which you can speak to a variety of different people. And if you can't do that, then it's going to be very hard for you to succeed within your own business when you have a huge variety of potential customers or clients or people that you have to work with outside of it. I want to be respectful of your time. We've gone a little bit over already. I know, shocking. Uh, I want to thank you for coming. I appreciate 
you showing up and sharing your knowledge and being just such a great leader within the community and for me as well. Where can the people find you and look you up if they had any questions, if they wanted to book you as a speaker to come in or work with their organization uh, or just get to know you a little bit better? Uh, the best way to get to know if you want to know me is you can go on. I have a number of social media platforms. Michelle Hanchi, Michelle McBurney Hanchi is my Facebook, which is my maiden name. Back in the day, we were putting that in, connect with the people from high school. Right. But, <laughs> so, or you can go and, and if you're really inspired in, in your heart, you go, I need to talk to her, then just email me, Michelle at Hanchi.com, just like my name. And I'll be happy to leave your phone number or you can leave it in the different social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter. And and I post stuff almost every day there. There it is. Well, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for coming on and blessing us with your knowledge and your wisdom. And I hope you have a beautiful day. I want to thank everybody else for watching. If you've gotten some value out of this, please let us know. If you have any questions, of course, feel free to put them in the comments. Look up the video on YouTube if you're listening to this on the podcast. And as always, remember that you can do anything you put your mind to. And if you need some help or some inspiration, come on back, share this with a friend so that we can help you feel like you can say, yes, I can do anything I want to. Thank you so much. I hope everybody has a beautiful day. Thank you for listening to the Yes You May podcast with me, Amanda May Gray. Be sure to subscribe, and if you're feeling froggy, leave a review. They help me know what you like, and they help others know they should listen too. I'll catch you next time, sunshine.